Hello again. Welcome back to the Flying Style Podcast. We are back here again with your hosts, Matthew Mitchell and Stephen Masley. Whoa, almost dropped my mic, Matt. How you doing? <laughs> He's excited, guys. Can't contain himself. The Phillies Gosh, are in the, the World Phillies. Series. The Eagles are still undefeated. Man, it's exciting times. It's so exciting, dude. The Phillies I, are up so 2-1 in the World Series right now. Yeah, I don't, uh, this guy Masley over here has uh, got tickets to the game today. He's going to... Uh, Going to the World Series later tonight. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to bring so much energy. And if they lose, it's going to be all my fault. But they're going to win, so it's going to be all my fault as well. So let's go, Phils. Let's go up 3-1. Let's take the World Series back to where it belongs, in the city of Philadelphia. Agreed. Excited. But anyway, let's jump into the um, – we got to jump into the Eagles stuff. So let's jump right into it. So uh, obviously this past week we played Steelers on Sunday, and we won – very handily, to say the least, thirty-five to thirteen. So, what are your what are your initial thoughts? What did you think? Uh, what are the big things you saw? So the the only quarter, I mean, the only game was basically the first, not even ten minutes, and it was it was it was just domination the entire game. Other than that, I mean, what did we do, Matt? We threw the ball up to AJ Brown. It was nice. Like they answered back with a touchdown and made it seven-seven, and then after that, we flew away. Like they couldn't guard AJ Brown. They're too small. They're too. They, it was just. It was just. We overpowered them. Like for anyone who like didn't see, like didn't really watch the game, you didn't miss anything. If you listen, if you listen to this, Gardner Menchu came in with nine minutes left in the fourth. Like it's. It was. We just played. We just played a great game, offensively and defensively, and I have no complaints. Yeah, no. Um, we absolutely played probably the most complete game we played all year. We played four quarters, finally. Scored in all four quarters, which was huge for the Eagles. You know, take every win you can get. You know, that's big for us. We haven't we haven't scored outside the second quarter this year. Finally did it and played a complete game. That's good. I know it was against one of the worst teams in the league. Doesn't matter. Complete game, complete game. It's good to see. Very Obviously, nice. we were talking about this in the podcast last week. Uh, we've been needing them to throw the ball downfield. And they finally listened, and look what happens. <clears throat> you got you got a big old A.J. Brown down there that can go up and get – it's not a 50-50 ball with A.J. Brown. It's a it's like a 70-30 ball at, at best. So they finally listened, and they're finally throwing the ball downfield, and I really, really hope that continues because clearly that was a game changer. And – yeah, I'm excited with the way the team looks. the The pass rush looks great. You got to see Robert Quinn in there uh, this game. He didn't do much, but it's good to see him out there. Uh, a lot of good things from this game. A lot, a lot of good things. Uh, it's it's a game that we should be seeing good things from, but it's good. It is. It's always reassuring to see it. No, it's good. I felt like that we didn't. We never like once did I see us like try to fall asleep. I know we obviously put in our backups basically the entire fourth quarter, but. It was just nice to see that we we haven't we haven't like took a step back or took any game like loosely, and and I know we do have an easy schedule and everyone's always that's everyone always talks about. I know I went on a rant out last time, but it's nice to see that we we keep stepping to the plate and keep just doing our our own thing. We're just dominating, and we should be like you just said we should be, and I'm happy, and it's just it just makes me like just so glad to see not only. Like our offense finally like opened up and we can pass the ball more, but like our defense is just our D line so dominant. Like they're one, the Steelers went one for twelve on third downs. Like that's ridiculous. We end up holding their all their run. Like we, 
Jalen Warren was their leading rusher with 50 yards. Like, and that was just because he just came out at the end and got a 19-yard run. But like it felt good. It really did feel good. It, it just like I just I know we're gonna we're getting into the, this week against the Texans, but like it just feels like I just don't want to fall over. I just don't want to fall over and like trip over our own shoelaces, basically. Because that's the only thing stopping us right now is ourselves. I agree. And in, in almost every game that we've been down in, uh, not down in, but, you know, in games that have been close, uh, like the Cowboys game specifically is the first one I can think of that comes to mind. A lot of these games we've, you know, we've talked about it. They've played bully ball in the second quarter and then slowed down for the whole second half. And it's made a couple games close, and especially the Cowboys game. And it feels more like we're beating ourselves than these teams are beating us. So that's definitely something that I am excited to see from us. You know, even with these teams, like I already mentioned, you know, these teams are teams that we should be doing this to. But I really think that if we keep this up, that, you know, I don't see a team in the league that can beat us. You know, even even teams like the Chiefs and the Bills, as good as they are, you know, the Bills only just only just beat uh, Green Bay by what uh, like fourteen points. Ten. Still a handy win, but uh, they're they've been the games have been getting. All I've been noticing is that the games have been getting closer for the Bills. They're not absolutely just dominating everybody, and they're really the only team right now that I'm seeing that's like, all right, they're the team I'm scared of. And they're a team that we wouldn't even see until we, if we, unless we made it to the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that that we that we've been doing right, but there's a lot of things that we need to keep consistent now. So that's my big thing: is staying consistent. Um, Jordan Davis injury; he's going to be out about six weeks, six to eight weeks. Um, does that? How much does that concern you? And just, I know it's a lot of depth. I know he's not starting, but. Um, it's just it's just an injury that did happen, and it's it's not worrisome like per se, but down the line, we we do need depth at every position possible, and it, he's our first round pick, and I just wonder how much that concerns you. Um, I wouldn't say it concerns me. Uh, I don't think it's gonna take a big toll on the team. I think you may see some slight differences in the run game. I think you might see a few bigger runs here and there because I think he does have a. Um, untold song you know in the run game he's he's actually very very good in the run game he doesn't put up a ton of stats but he's a run stuffer he's a big ass man you know like he's just a big dude so um it's definitely gonna hurt losing him but i don't think it's i don't think it's anything to worry about i think you know we've still got fletcher cox and hargrave in there we've got milton williams who just had a sack this past game you know i i don't think it's anything to be worried about by any means but it is. It does hurt, you know. And but I'm he will be. He'll be back by the playoffs, so it's not too concerning to me. What was the other point you wanted to make? I, I apologize for cutting you off. No, it's okay. Um, it's just a, I wanted to throw in a little bit of a downside that I had from the game. Uh, nothing major, but I did want to point it out is the fact that we only used Miles Sanders uh, nine times. Now, he finished the game with 78 yards and a touchdown, which is a great game regardless of how many touches you get. But that almost irritates me even more because it's like, you know, he's getting 78 yards on on nine carries and a touchdown. You know, why is he not getting the ball a little more? And I say it every week. 
I say it every single week, and I probably will every single week. You know, get used to it. I know I'm a broken record about it, but you know, I just I don't I don't understand why we're not using him the way that like somebody like you know like obviously he's not Derrick Henry, but you saw this past weekend Derrick Henry had 32 touches for 200 yards. You know, uh, I'm not saying Miles Sanders is going to do that. But I just don't know why he's not getting the touches because every time he is, he's producing. And even when he's not getting the touches, he's producing. So I just don't know why we're not like using him to his full production rate, if that makes sense. So like, I don't know if there's something that's like he gets people t- if he gets tired or if it's just the way they want to use the rotation or what. But like, I just think that he should be getting more touches, bottom line. I agree, but we, I just feel the way that we were playing this game, it was just more, it was more through the air and more screens to set up bigger passes and uh, do we have to play more complimentary yes and do we we didn't really start even running the ball consistently till, till we were just dominating the fourth I mean you're gonna see I mean you mentioned Derrick Henry and like what did Malik Willis have to do like nothing you just give it to the back and we don't I don't mind that especially against the Steelers team like this but I do like the way that Sirianna opened a playbook and used use Jalen to his full potential and we use AJ Brown like a ton and even our time of possession wasn't much because we were just going down and scoring, going down and scoring very quickly. Um, so do I want to see it more complimentary? Of course. Like, of course we should use him more. And and I don't and we never will we never will use him to his full potential if we were, but it doesn't it I don't know what Sirianni's game plan is. And it I mean obviously it worked this game, but I I do want to see a mix of not 50-50, but there can be a mixture and a time and place where you could throw it deep. And also have a consistent run game too, and then, but I personally can't. I no, can't, I I, can't I agree. I I I don't have a problem with the with the game plan that we had for this game. You know, if things are working, we scored thirty five points passing the ball. Totally fine with that. I do not have a problem with the game plan of this game. It's just a general complaint for the whole season because it's just you know. I just, I've just, I stand by it and I still will stand by it. And I think that he should be getting more touches, you know, in a game where, you know, the passing, the passing game is just working and, you know, you don't need to run the ball. Like I get it. Like I, I totally get it, but I don't know. I just think we're, I, we're like kind of, we're just too laxed on a, on a part of our game that could be much bigger, I think. And I think that there is a way, like you said, that we can do both of it at the same time without it being a problem, without just doing one or the other. I think there is a way that we can make it like Miles Sanders getting over 20 touches a game and then still getting the ball downfield to A.J. Brown every once in a while. I, I you know, I, I we have so much talent on our offense, like so much. It's so it is hard to spread it around. And I get that. But, you know, um, once again, want to reiterate, not a problem with this game. Not a problem with most any game. We're seven and zero. There hasn't been a problem with anything yet. I personally would just like to see him running the ball more. You know, I think you're going to get your answer. And also, one one last, I wanted to point out that we've mentioned that Hertz has struggled under the blitz uh, this whole year. He's it's been his his big focal point that he's struggled with. In this game, he went 11 for 17 with 179, 179 yards and three touchdowns when blitz. So he's clearly he's watching film and he's working on it. Uh, that's and that's huge to me. And it, with a team that's seven and zero, 
you've still got your quarterback, you know, looking for his problems and, and actively trying to fix them. That's, that's a big indicator for me. It's been, especially in being a championship team. No, and he's constantly improving. And I, and I can't say anything bad about the guy. Like I love Jalen. He's only been such a good leader and he's humbled everybody. And even always humbles himself after every game. He just, just, just goes in the locker room and is not, it's not popping champagne bottles and being all happy. He's not doing the the Pat Bav celebration when you win a playing game. He's just he's just getting it done and and going and grinding and focusing. And to your point, Miles, you know what I'm. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna cook with him this week a little bit because we're playing another team that we should stomp on, and that's the Texans. And and their run defense is worse than the Steelers <laughs> by far. It's um they're not. <laughs> It's if we just want to transition into that game. I mean, well, I was, I know I, we yeah, no, I was going to say that's, that's a good transition point because obviously, you know, we all we have what we've had. We've said what we have to say about the Steelers, uh, that Eagles really played a complete game. There's not a whole lot to talk about. They didn't do a whole lot wrong. They did a lot good, uh, but, you know, nothing, you know, crazy out of the ordinary. They just they just beat this team as they should. And then that moves us into this week going against the Texans on Thursday. We got a short week, not a lot of time to prepare, but luckily this team is not very good. So I don't think we're going to need that extra time to prepare. Um, you know, we're seven and zero. they're one, five and one. This is a game that's, you know, you know, with the Steelers, I was a little concerned uh, just a tad because they had good coaching. They had a few solid players here and there. Um, they're a kind of team that can surprise you sometimes. The Texans, I can't say I feel the same way about. The Texans are the bottom tier team of the league this year, and they—I just do—they didn't—they didn't make any moves to get better. They're not trying to. They're trying to tank. It's—it's uh, it's, you know, this is a game that if if we if this was the game we lost, then I you know I'd say you know chalk the season. I don't even care. You'd be seven and one. <laughs> like uh, this is a game that I say that confidently that we we absolutely and positively should win, and I think almost every Eagles fan would agree with me. No, and I know it's a big distraction with the World Series, everything Houston, Houston. It's all it's all like everyone's saying that, but just it's still it's still a short week. But I just feel like I I just love how this team is progressing. They're just like we we got that team out of the way. Bang, we're focused. Like it's. It's just like I just feel like we're just going on to the next, and I just feel like we're actually going to focus on this team, and not that they have anyone good, but like Damian Pierce isn't isn't bad, Brandon Cooks isn't bad, Davis Mills isn't like, I guess the worst thing in the entire world, if you want to say that he's not good, but um, they're not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, he's a he's a he's a middle tier guy. I mean, middle bottom tier, but he's, he's not terrible. You know, he's got, he's got some decent stats. He's only got 200 less yards than, than Jalen Hurts this year, but and he's got more touchdowns than interceptions, which is always good. But like, eh, he's, he's, he's just okay. He's literally just okay. And they have no one to, no one to get the ball to outside of Pierce and Brandon Cooks that, that I know of. So uh, I don't even know. I, I, to be honest, I don't even know their players that well. You know, obviously I can look at their depth chart, but they're, they're, not, a, they're not a notable team. I'll put it that way. Well, let me put out a few stats for you. So they're 29th in points per game. They're 31st in yards per game. And they're dead last in time possession. 
So just that alone, and I could keep going down this list of, oh, the 30th and, and 28th and whatever. They're just, just like those like things alone. It's just like, ugh. Like they, they don't have it all. It's very, very hard to win games like that. Very hard to win games with that kind of, that kind of stats. Like, like it's, it's, they're just not good. And I think another dominant performance for our defense will happen. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't even see them like really scoring on us. Like, I don't know how they will. And then on the other side of the ball, like they have like some like no name players that like will step up and be okay. But like, they're not anything. They're not, none of them are special. Like none of them. I, I mean, I like Desmond King, but that's about it. Like I, I'm looking at his roster. Yeah, right now. It's, it's it's a bunch of middle tier guys. It's they don't have any studs over there. They really don't. Their best player, in, in my eyes, is Damon Pierce, their rookie running back. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a weird Desmond King fan because I like Michigan, but other I mean that doesn't matter because because AJ Brown was killing because like they're too small and they're, they're not they're just like they're not they don't have anything. Good. I just it's just like sad, and I hope we treat it as not as such, but because it's still an NFL team at the end of the day, but it's not, I don't know how you can't look past them because you're, they, you're looking they shouldn't at them be in the same class as us. They're just, there's nothing. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough way to look at it. And that's, that's the one thing I'll say is scary about the game is, you know, I'm sure the other players playing in this game, you know, the Eagles players, as much as we've talked about, they look, from week to week at games and they do a good job of, you know, staying grounded and not getting ahead of themselves. This is a game where it is hard to do that. You know, if I'm, if I'm an athlete and I'm looking at this team, I'm thinking to myself, these guys, they don't stand a chance. And it's a tough spot to be in because those are the kind of games where they come out and punch you in the mouth. And then you're like, Oh crap. But Again, I I just don't see that happening. I really don't. We have so much more talent than them on both sides of the ball. We're playing better. We're better coached. Uh, our game plan has been better than theirs. It just it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine us losing this game at all. And there's not a whole lot to talk about here. Like there's not you know it's it's this is this is just a game that we should win. And even even I've seen games like this where like you're looking toward that like Dallas Sunday night game, or you're looking toward like a big game next week, or like you're trying to we're playing Washington next week, and like I know that's a divisional opponent, but like we, we did very well against them the first time. And I don't think anyone's like looking forward to playing Washington again. Like like I don't think anyone has it on their list of like oh I can't wait to play Washington next week. Like let's go. Like they're not looking past this game for that is what I'm trying to say. I know they're the visual opponent that matters a lot. Well, I do want to point out I do want to point out that um the Eagles do probably in their next four games, not including the Texans game, probably have their toughest four games of the entire schedule this year. Yeah. They'll be playing uh, Washington, who is still a divisional game, uh, and they just, you know, they just played well the other uh, last week. So they're not they're not atrocious. They're not good, but they're not atrocious. They're they it's a divisional game. So that'll still be a tough game. Then we've got, um, I'm not sure if this is the right order, but we've got Green Bay. Then we have the Texans. Then we have the Colts. I could be wrong in that order. Uh, But those will probably be 
are like our three biggest tests of the year outside of the Vikings. And it'll we'll we'll get to see a little bit more how this team can handle the adversity that they've they've, they've had to face. You know, they we haven't seen them face a ton of adversity yet. This will be the most we've seen of it up to this point. So this will be a good indicator of how good this team really is. And we we often talk about, and we talked about it last week, that we think this team is just as talented, if not more talented, than every other team in the league, which is why I don't think that there's any reason we shouldn't be 7-0. But to a lot of outside fans that aren't from Philadelphia, all they're seeing is that we're beating up on a bunch of bad teams. So this will be a big factor and a big, big, you know, big decision maker in how people feel about the Eagles this season. And these games are, you know, they don't, none of them seem extremely hard, but they're not all give me, they're not all, none of them are give me wins. Not, not, not one of them. You, you can maybe say the Washington game, but that's, it's a divisional game. I never call a divisional game a give me win. Yeah. I 100% so, agree. I just it's going to be we got a lot to work on. It's 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 just the only thing is I hope we I hope we go undefeated in that stretch and then everyone's going to say the Titans are good. They're ever going to say Green Bay like is back or whatever. And then when we beat them they're just going to shit the crap on us. They're just going to just just say they're invalid and invalidate these teams once again and just the most annoying thing like I don't I don't know what else to do but I it is going to be the hardest stretch when you do look at it just on paper. I mean, is, are the Giants good at football? I don't know, Mac. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know. Is that the fan of me being a little butt? Like, <laughs> I don't either. I really don't. Like, I don't think they are. But uh, I. It's. We'll wait and see. Like is Seattle good at football? Like they beat they beat the Giants. So like you like. Are, I are do think Seattle's. Actually, I actually do think Seattle's good at football. I really do think Seattle's good at football. I do. Good. I think I Seattle's do. actually a good team this year. I guess we'll see. They're they're a team that I've been watching this year. That when I watch them, I'm like, mm, all right, all right. I'm waiting for they're them. playing. Don't get me wrong. They're playing with a little lightning. They're they're obviously playing with a little lightning, but um, they're playing good football. I'll give them that. I don't think they have a ton of talent over there, but they they're playing very good football. No, I'll say right now they're a good football team, but I so, just don't think they are. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say that the, I'd say the Seahawks are better than the Giants. I mean, regardless of them beating them this past weekend, which I had them winning, I, I don't, I don't really, I yeah, I don't really think the Giants. Like when I look at them and watch them play, I had no point of I felt, wow, they're a really good team. They have some good points. They have they have good defense. Uh, they play a good game plan on offense. They don't really have a lot of studs over there, but they've obviously got Saquon freaking Barkley, who is just. A dog, and they're making it work. But I don't think I really don't think that they're that great of a team. So we'll see. We will see when we play them, and that's a conversation for another week. But all right, so, with so all that being said, let's drop our well, what, let's drop our score predictions. Yeah, yeah, okay, dude. This is this is so you guys don't understand <laughs> how frustrating this is. <laughs> it's not either it of is, our fault. It is. But we will figure it um, out. So, you go first. Um, I'll start with my two predictions. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I've mentioned that I think that we should be winning this game pretty handily, and we talked about 
how their offense is even worse than the Steelers and yada, yada. So I'm going to say my score prediction for this game is going to be 38 to 10. And I may be being generous with them getting 10 points, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I think that we should dominate this game for sure. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I, I think it's – I'm going 27-7, and I don't even know why I gave them seven. They should have six. Actually, give me 28-6. to six. I'm changing my, my two numbers. They're going to get two field goals because they're not going to score a touchdown on this. This team is not good. They never will be good. Just kidding. I got to stop doing that. Maybe there's a Texas fan. Yeah, there. slow, slow your roll a little bit. I never met yeah. one. <laughs> Trade the Andre Hopkins away when he doesn't drop a ball during the season for a second-round pick. You tell me that that organization could ever win a football game. Oh, yeah, they definitely made it difficult to be a fan lately, but um, that's why we haven't seen any any time recently. But the, they'll, they'll, every team makes their comeback. Every team has their day. Yeah. The, 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 they have a lot of picks. They have a lot of picks, so we'll yeah. see. Hey, go tell Detroit that. Um, <laughs> all right, what are your what are your picks for this week, Matt? On uh, Matthew Mitchell money slate. All right, well on the on the money Mitch slate this week. Obviously, I'm going to take my birds on Thursday night. Easy money, minus fourteen. Bit of a big line, but I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh, for my second pick. I'm going to be taking the Vikings minus three and a half. I think that that should be a um, pretty easy win for them. Not easy, but I don't. I thought the line was a little too small for them. So, uh, and I just want to point out they're playing the Commanders. I'm sorry I didn't say that at the start, but um, yeah, I think that they should they should pretty handily win that. Um, for my third pick. Uh, and just wanted to point out there uh, to start, I do have two underdog picks this week. Um, my next pick is going to be an underdog in the Seahawks, plus two. The Seahawks are... Um, I apologize. Seahawks are playing the Cardinals. And honestly, I as, as I just mentioned, I think the Seahawks are a good team. And this is going to be their big test. I could be wrong... It's a bit of a toss-up, but I had faith in the Seahawks this year. I really think they're a good team. And then for my last pick, I'm going to be going with the Falcons plus three and a half over the Chargers. And this one might come as a bit of a shock to most people, but I've watched a few of both teams' games. The Falcons are a gritty team, and they tend to pull, like, you know, they tend to just pull things out of their back pocket. And on top of that, the Chargers have not impressed me this year. I really don't think that they're playing a top-tier level of either side of the ball. And I think that the Falcons are not only, you know, playing a little bit out of their mind, but now they're playing for a divisional first-place like first place spot. So I think that I think they're going to pull this one out. So all in all, Eagles minus 14, Vikings minus 3.5, Seahawks plus 2, and Falcons plus 3.5. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right. So I just wanted to point out before you start. Sorry, before you start. Um, I picked an entire slate last week. I'm gonna brag for a second. Picked an entire slate last week and only got three wrong. So uh, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Now go ahead. Look at you go. Look at you go, Matthew. (laughs) I suck. So so just just throw it out there, you know. Just 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 to just to help that you. um, I'm just gonna go with the Chargers. You know why? 
because I hate the Falcons defense. The Falcons defense can't stop anyone, and I'm just hoping the offense crumbles at some point. That's what I'm doing, and I'm just trying to fade you because I have to get some wins on you. Um, <laughs> Not unreasonable. I can't deny it. I just don't like their defense is just so bad. That's the only thing I'm betting against. I know Mike Williams is hurt. I don't even know if Keenan's fully healthy, but Eckler will probably have like 40 fantasy points, so like whatever, probably 50. Um, hmm. Next next team I'm going with is another obvious pick. This is, these are all going to lose, by the way, guys. Is the Dolphins over the Bears, minus five. Dolphins just just acquired just acquired um, Bradley Chubb. I, he might not even play in this game. The Bears acquired Claypool. But they just lost Roquan Smith. Like, I don't know who's on the Bears defense anymore. They're just keeping people away, keeping, keeping their best players away. Like, they just gave their two captains away. Good job, Bears. Go get killed by the Dolphins. That's my pick. And then the last one is just like, just because of the line, honestly, is just, I'm taking the Jets plus 12 and a half. And I just think it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not betting on the Jets. I'm betting that they don't lose by 12. I, that's, uh, that's at home. I just think it's too big of a line. And maybe the Bills run over them, Steve Rowland, but I think their defense has been decent this year. The offense sucks. I'm not really getting myself anything good, but I just think it's a 10 point game. Imagine better go to no. I, I don't think that's un, I don't think that's unfair to say. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think that's unfair to say. Honestly, I, I I think that's a pretty good bet to take the Jets cover because Jets are a five and two team. Like they're not a bad team. They got a good good defense, pretty subpar offense. They're well coached though. Uh, I think that's a solid pick, and I cannot deny that the Falcons are a very crappy defense. And I also wanted to throw out there, though, uh, I wanted to mention it while you were making your picks, that the Bears, as much as I've been a little confused why they're getting rid of everybody, uh, well, not confused, but, like, you know, yeah, trying to figure out what, they're, what where their mind's at, they have over $100 million in cap space going into next year and over nine picks in the draft next year. So they're stocking up for a rebuild big time. Oh, and on yeah. top of that, they did kind of just tank off – they tanked off – Robert Quinn's massive contract. So, it, it, honestly, as much as they're kind of – the only thing I didn't get them doing was sending up second-round pick for Chase Claypool. I thought that was way too much. But uh, otherwise, they're actually being pretty smart about what they're doing. They're, they're in tank mode. They don't care. They don't care if they win games or lose games. I don't think they're trying to just outright tank, but they're, you know, they don't care what's, what's going on with this season. I, I doubt they think they're making the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, so. I, agree. I agree. And then the Claypool thing, like, I know we were talking about it earlier, and it kind of, if I didn't realize I had that many picks. But now you don't, maybe you don't have to waste one of those picks on a receiver in like an early round. And you could just stock up that defense. Exactly. That, that's line. what I was getting at. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I was getting at in our conversation before we, me and Mazzy were having a conversation about this before we started the podcast. Um, I was mentioning something similar. But uh, I also just wanted to bring up, you know, just for, for shits and gigs. Uh, obviously, I said that Jets pick last week would be the easiest pick of my life. Once again, it lost. So anytime that I mention that it's an easy pick, don't do it. Just don't. Apparently, anytime I think that it's super easy, it's just it's not only not easy, but it's the exact opposite. So um, otherwise, take all my picks because I pick well. Uh, but if I say it's going to be a lock, uh, I think that's the one that you uh, ignore. So um, we'll see. Well, you said relatively easy for the or for the Vikings, so take the money line, not the spread. 
Um, all right, guys. I had a great time. Yeah, today. right. <laughs> These guys. I'm about to go over to the game. Yeah, Let's go. Go birds, go Phillies. Masley is in Phillies mode. He can't. He I'm can't help though, guys. Like you guys it's can't a take time to be a Phillies fan. But yes, sir. Let's go, Phils. Let's go, birds. And you know, let's catch a few dubs this week in Houston. Why not? Actually, you know, no. Screw that. We're not even gonna make it back to Houston. We're not gonna make it back to Houston. So catch that's nothing one to worry in Houston about. This week, and that's just the birds. Yes, we're, sir. We're taking it back, and and then we're all right. Shout out to the Union. Good luck on Saturday. You're in the championship. I hope you guys beat LA. They're a good team. But good luck. Yes, sir. Philly sports are up and about right now. Up and but about. with all that being said, thank thanks again for uh, joining into the podcast. We'll have another one out to you next week. And let's go, Phils. Let's go, Birds. And let's catch a few doves this week. Adios. Mm-hmm.